It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. NBA training camps are in full swing, including day two for your Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to talk about what the Thunder did at practice on Wednesday, how Alexei Pokoshevsky's strength is helping him play the game of basketball better, injury updates on Vit, Derek Favors, Trey Mann, talking about Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, the development from Tail Maldon at the Rim, as well as doing the off-season winners and losers. It's officially over. The off-season is done. We're in the swing of training camp. We have preseason games in less than four days, people. So let's wrap up the off-season and officially get into the start of the season today on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member for the Thunder site expert over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. Follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunder Pod. Email the show L O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 0536271128. On today's show, we're going to recap the Thunder offseason, grade the entire NBA offseason with three winners and losers from the offseason, as well as take you through day two of Thunder training camp. All about what Mark had to say about Pokashevsky, about Josh Skiddy, SGA, and Lou Dort going head-to-head. Lou Dort's praise of guys like Tail Maldon, of guys like Aaron Wiggins, as well as Josh Skiddy's acclamation to the NBA. So much more, including injury updates from today at practice. Everything you need to stay up to date for the Oklahoma City Thunder Day show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices with a part your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. 
Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen of the day. Every day, we're bringing you podcasts about your Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's dive in. Training camp day number two. We got to talk with Mark. We got to talk with Lou Dort. We got to talk with Josh Giddy after practice today. Here's what we found out. Mark says that Pokashevsky's added strength, which has been a big deal in the Thunder community, everyone has DM'd me, messaged me, mentioned me, commented on things of just Pokashevsky, his body transformation, has he put on weight, has he put on muscle, has he done anything to that body? People are obsessed with the way Pokashevsky physically appears. And Mark says that with his body type, you might not be able to just tell he's added the strength he's added by looking at him because it's just his body type. But you can tell when you're watching him play the game of basketball. Mark says he's getting into the paint more offensively, which really helps him and, and, and spaces the floor for the Thunder in the sense of allowing him to be a, a facilitator inside the paint. And then you can tell the difference, he says, defensively as well, that Poku's added weight and, and added strength. Poku adding strength in a basketball sense is way more important than him coming back just looking absolutely jacked and him adding X amount of pounds, right? How does he play? I don't care what he looks like. It's great getting the pictures and the videos of Darius Baisley and SGA and Taylor Maldon and all these players who came back and are noticeably jacked, are noticeably stronger, just from the eye test. But... That's not the only way to go about it. That's not the only way to, to pass that eye test. You can do it with your play on the floor as well. I personally believe that we've kind of overhyped the needing to add weight on Pokashevsky. I think that it, it's became just a easy narrative, an easy you know, Twitter joke. Oh, have this guy eat 50 steaks a day. Like it's became like this you know, kind of spiraling out of control meme. He can play at his size right now and be a good NBA player. At his size right now, he can fulfill what the Thunder want him to do. Just because he's seven feet tall does not mean that the Thunder are going to ask him to bang bodies down low and play down low. They're not. They're never going to ask him to do that. That's not his role at all. And you can play his role with the exact way he looks right now. And you don't have to just overturn your body year over year to do what the Thunder are asking him to do of being that unicorn, that playmaker, you know, that perimeter player. This is a seven-foot guard, folks. This is not a power four. It's not a center, even though that there is a typo in the training camp roster listing him as such. It's a seven-foot guard. You know, you can put an F by his name for forward if that makes you feel better. It's a seven-foot guard. And so these subtle changes, like the strength that allows him to play more in the paint as a facilitator and to be stronger defensively holding his own, that is just as important, if not more so, than whatever sort of muscle watch pictures that we'll get from Poku in the future. Mark also talked about how Josh Giddy's defense has been impressive, which is a big deal, I think. And, and Mark was transparent in saying that he was very um, interested in seeing Giddy's defense in the setting, which is you know kind of code for I didn't know how it was going to pan out. I, I did not know how it was going to go to start his rookie year on defense, which is what we all had questions about. And it's been a short time, right? It's only been a year, but but from the media sessions that I've been in, and I've been in every single one of them since Mark's taken over for the most part, he doesn't just throw around praise. 
Like he's not one of these coaches that says every guy played great. Every guy's impressive. Every guy's a standout guy. Whenever he says something, it passes the eye test. It passes the sniff test. Mark Dagnott's not going to try to sell you beachfront property in Kansas. He says it, he says it like it is. And so for him to be impressed with Josh Giddy on defense in two days and in scrimmage runs where Giddy and Shea are on opposite teams, it's pretty impressive. Especially whenever you consider that Josh Giddy talks about how uh, the team right now is switching one through three. And depending on who's on the floor, they'll switch one through four. That concept, you know, that difficulty to pick up on that in two days and also pick up NBA speed in two days, it's impressive from Josh Giddy, And it made me feel a bit better about the question marks we all had about Giddy's defense. Will he be otherworldly defensively? No. But, it, but if he's average or just slightly below average defensively, that's a huge win for what he brings to the table. It's a huge win. Mark also said that, you know, Lou Dort and SGA go head to head together in practice and uh, Lou Dort touched on it too. It's kind of an iron sharp, sharpens iron mentality. And that's just great for the Thunder to have guys that complement each other so well in development, right? So you have an elite defender here and an elite creator, elite scorer over here in SGA. Just go at it. Go at it mano a mano. And you have guys that complement each other that can help each other build and help each other grow. And, and so I, I enjoy that so far they're putting them on other teams, on opposite teams. Everyone that talked today, Giddy, Dort, Mark, you know, they, they all said uh, how the teams in these scrimmages are very, very well balanced, and every team wants to win. Like They, they are going at this with full intensity uh, and full-on game atmosphere. They're doing runs like to 15 to 21 and, and like just random scores. You know, they're not playing full four-quarter games, but uh, the intensity is there according to the players and according to Mark. Ludort also talked about Tail Maldon, and he said that Tail has improved at the rim, and he says that he's also improved at the rim as in he is in Ludort. So Ludort and Tail both improved at the rim, which is a great thing. You know, if I was Mark or Sam Presti, and I was in charge of tasking everybody with something to improve on this summer, it'd be finishing at the rim for both these guys. Last year, Tail shot 42% at the rim. 42%. Lou Dort shot 51%. Comparatively to his rookie year, Lou Dort shot 55% his rookie season at the rim. These guys have to get better in that area, and getting better in that area helps their overall game a ton. Imagine Lou Dort last year with that league average three, with his elite defense, with better finishing, because he's a good free throw shooter. So if you can finish through contact and finish at the rim more and then get to the line, his points per game leap, and they leap pretty big. It's a substantial amount. And stuff like that, if you believe in the improvement from the rim, it'll really catch people's eye with the points per game category this year if Ludor can start knocking down shots at the rim. Ludort also said that he's taken Aaron Wiggins under his wing and thinks that Aaron Wiggins can do exactly what he did on the two-way deal. Aaron Wiggins, and Aaron Wiggins impressed a lot at Summer League. Um, he was a good defender, quality offensive player. Not great, but quality. I'm interested. They've got my attention. They've got two guys on the two-way deal in Paul Watson Jr. and Aaron Wiggins that I think will continue the streak of converting two-way deals. One of them will step up and one of them will do it. I believe in this Thunder coaching staff, developmental staff, and also the two players that they can show enough flashes to where this streak of converting two-way players continues. Josh Giddy praised Jeremiah Robinson Earl, his fellow rookie, saying that Robinson Earl is stepping out and knocking down shots, but then also, and I thought this was kind of savvy, 
praised Isaiah Roby for his screen setting ability and his rollability. Um, this might not have been as savvy as I'm giving you know Josh Giddy credit for, uh, but these are two guys with very similar skill sets. And I've said before in this podcast, the moment that Jeremiah Robinson got drafted, you know, Jeremiah Robinson can really make you know Isaiah Roby's spot redundant and, and can really pass Roby if he can shoot the three ball. Now, I'm excited for Isaiah Roby, and I think that he's truly made strides defensively from what I'm hearing around you know, camp and things like that and what the players have said publicly. I believe in Isaiah Roby. However, I think that Jeremiah Robinson steps into the league you know, and steps in today as a on-par defender, if not better of a defender, than Isaiah Roby, even with the improvements he's made this offseason. I think that today, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a better shooter than Isaiah Roby. I think that today, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has a better understanding of the game of basketball than Isaiah Roby. So all of these things put those two players on even playing you know, fields, you know, on, on the same level. One guy just got drafted. One guy got traded for Justin Patton. They're both very young. They both can fit long-term. However, the issue is they both play the same style, the same position, the same philosophy with how Mark will want to use both of them. And so that redundancy, whenever you get to these roster crunches, and and this will be no different for years to come because you've got another round of three first-round picks this year in the draft, this redundancy can lead to the Thunder needing to make a choice. I think that that choice right now would lean Jeremiah Robinson Earl. But it was a good job by Josh Giddy to praise both of them because, you know, I think that that would be an obvious leap to make if he didn't. And I think that Isaiah Roby truly has, you know, kind of developed his game this summer. And I think that he'll truly come back as a better player this year. I also think that he's already proven himself as an NBA player and that he'll have a career and a very long one because that's the way the game is shifting. It's shifting towards guys like Isaiah Roby. Will his long career be in Oklahoma City or will it be somewhere else? That's what we're waiting waiting to see. But Isaiah Roby should be extremely happy with what he put on film last year and what he's going to put on film this year because he's proven that as a fringe NBA player, taking himself from that fringe NBA player all the way up to, to me, a solidified NBA player. If he's on the open market right now, there's going to be a ton of teams that want to get, his hand, get their hands on Isaiah Roby. And you couldn't say the same two years ago. And, of course, the Justin Patton trade was to get the Mavericks Willie Colley Stein. Um, and I think that, in retrospect, if the Mavericks could know what they know now about those two players, I think you'd rather have Isaiah Roby than Willie Colley Stein. But I'll find this matchup interesting of Jeremiah Robertson Earl and Isaiah Roby, and maybe the Thunder want to keep both of them. Maybe the Thunder want to just go this style of play fully and say, these are our centers, and we'll play the same style of basketball on the front five, on the bench, every unit will have that same style of center, a 6'9", good rebounding, playmaking, point center. But it's an interesting battle to watch. Uh, Josh Giddy adds to the long list of players who say that they love Mark Dagnon and that Mark has asked Josh Giddy um, how Josh wants to be coached, and I think that that's a prime example of why Mark is so connected to these players. There's a lot of NBA coaches out there who put themselves on a pedestal, who put themselves above their players, um, who don't care how players wish to be coached. They're going to do it their way. I think that Mark's mentality of, no, we're I'm not above you. We're peers. We're coworkers. We're in this together to reach the goal. I think that that mentality is what separates him from some NBA coaches and why he's been able to 
generate this level of respect and admiration from his roster. We'll talk more about the Thunder roster, including an offseason recap and winners and losers of the NBA offseason. All that's coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at the Sleeper app. Listen, in 2018, fantasy sport experts at Sleeper app realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had the most scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way to play fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. The Game Pick allows the owners to pick a single game per week for each started account for that team's score, ensuring an even number of games played between the two opponents. The day of losing to your opponent simply because they had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of the mindly daily busy work are over. The days of halfway through the season, you're out of it because it's too much busy work and you're overwhelmed are over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on things such as player matchup, home versus road, pace of play, defensive ratings, all that good stuff. It makes fantasy basketball more like fantasy football. So go check out Game Pick only on the Sleeper app and start your league today on the Sleeper app and go check out Game Pick for your basketball fantasy league. Let's say right now, but your friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor created and doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guaranteed. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It is featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by Firefighters. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews, currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant categories manufactured in the USA. You can wear what you want. It's your little secret of confidence. Your tiny little secret to having all the confidence in the world. Listen, it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. No matter if that's a big presentation, a hot date, or just running some errands. You all, in this Oklahoma heat, can use sweat block. Trust me. I mean, it's going to be hot today, even humid, even with all this mixture of rain and, and heat and wind and everything else that goes into weather. I'm not a meteorologist, but nonetheless, I know that I sweat. I know I sweat a ton. And so sweat block keeps me dry. Get it today. 20% off at sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. You can also get it on Amazon and your local CVS. So go check them out today. Sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. I'm here for you every single morning, every single day. And thank you for making us your first listen. Your second listen each morning right now should be Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd is the host of the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. And he'll get you set for your fantasy drafts, including today. He has a, a potential breakouts podcast up right now on YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast from. And spoiler alert, folks, he includes Isaiah Roby. Isaiah Roby, not only is included, Isaiah Roby is the thumbnail. He's the thumbnail. Go check it out. Support Josh Lloyd, support Locked On, support Isaiah Roby, Roby Island forever. Go to YouTube and check out Isaiah Roby and the breakout stars of fantasy basketball. All right, let's get into the off season. It's officially over. We have training camp updates. 
that I spent way too long on, and this podcast will go super long. And I apologize right now to my bosses for making this a very long podcast. But nonetheless, let's get into it. The Thunder, offseason recap. They first re-signed Mike Muscala. Then, like three hours later, signed SGA to his max extension. No opt-outs, no nothing. SGA is locked in. In the draft, they drafted Josh Giddy at six, which was very surprising to everybody. And then we found out later about these private, secret Vegas workouts and how Josh Giddy only wanted to play here. They trade away Anthony Shingun at 16, who is Thunder Twitter darling, number one. And people freaked out. Their pets' heads were falling off, and then it compounded whenever Shingun had an amazing summer league. And then they drafted Trey Mann at 18. In the second round, they got Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Aaron Wiggins. Vitt officially came over on an NBA deal. His contract was bought out from overseas. Derek Favors was traded to the Thunder from Utah. Gabrielle Deck was brought back. Josh Hall was waived. Paul Watson Jr. was signed. And then we got the training camp invites of DJ Wilson and also Rob Edwards. And then Mama D was brought in and Charlie Brown was waived. That's the entire offseason, folks. So look, what's the grade? Well, what's the outcome for this offseason? I'm not going to be somebody who overreacts to the Shingun Summer League, but I did like Shingun. And, and let me be clear, clear. I do not begrudge Rockets fans or NBA fans or anybody who is loving the Shingun hype right now from Summer League. I'm not going to begrudge you because if he was in Oklahoma City and he did exactly that, we'd right here be doing the exact same thing in Oklahoma City. I'm just saying I'm not going to for sure just, just bash Sam Presti for making this trade. Would I would you know would I trade Shingun? I don't think so. But I also have like a tenth of the information, if that, that Sam Presti has about Shingun. So it's kind of unfair right now to compare my um, understanding of the trade versus Sam Presti's. But I don't think I would have done it. So that kind of gets knocked down a bit. Other than that, the Thunder just had a shrug off season. There was no controversy, no drama, and they just did what you expected. Brought back Muscala, sure. Brought back Gabriel Deck, sure. Traded for Derek Favors, okay. And they brought in some interesting rookies, and then they gave Shea the max extension. On this list of moves, I would say it's a B plus. Didn't like the Shingun trade. Not going to kill him like other people are. Didn't like it. We'll see what happens. Don't know how to feel about it more so. Other than that, Sam Presti stayed the course, did his job. Everything worked out perfectly. Don't not, I do not begrudge or even have any gripes with anything else. What bumps this up to an A- minus is in this laundry list of moves, if you go back and include a trade during the postseason and a buyout during the offseason of Kimball Walker, it's an A-. Because yes, the Shingun trade will hurt you if you really love Shingun out of the draft. It's okay to be upset about that move. But for Sam Presti to understand that there's more to this rebuild than just recouping value and, and winning every single trade. And at some point, you have to understand what the risk is versus the reward. No matter how Kimball Walker played this year with a Thunder, You'd imagine it takes load management. It takes 
you know, some knee management from, from Kimball Walker. It's not about how he played. It's about if he can stay healthy. And that injury risk is always going to be there. No matter how the Thunder manage him, on his new team, it'll be there. So at best, for his size contract and the injury concerns and the likelihood that he only plays, you know, 20 games or whatever, if that, before the deadline with the Thunder, you're looking at a big contract to match, you know, match salaries and like a heavily protected first-round pick that turns into two seconds. That's probably the value for Kimba Walker. Would you rather hold on to that big money and lock up those guard minutes for the slim chance that you get a protected first-round pick and a big contract? Or would you rather wave the player, let him go do what he wants to do, build another avenue of, wow, the Thunder did right by him, let him go to New York to end his career, go back home, while also benefiting your rebuild of, number one, it's a good player that went out the door. Number two, you get to increase the minute loads for all these guards. I mean, there are so many good guards on this roster. And you get to have a season where you're no longer talking about the youth and talking about playing the youth. You're playing the youth. You're leaning fully into the youth. Understanding that from Sam Presti was a good, was a good sign. And then to push it a step further and then convince your ownership to pay $20 plus million this year and next year to Kimball Walker just for him to go play for the New York Knicks, that put it over the edge. To have that commitment to winning is a big deal. And that sounds strange to say that, that phrase when discussing a team projected to finish last in the West. But you cannot commit to winning in Oklahoma City without developing drafted talent. And you cannot commit to developing drafted talent if you're playing Kimball Walker every other night, starting level minutes in the NBA. Getting that commitment to your youth, figuring out where you are in this NBA landscape, where you are in this rebuild, who's good, who's not, yada, yada, yada. That's commitment to the rebuild. It's commitment to winning in the future. It's commitment to what you're trying to build in Oklahoma City. So everyone getting what they wanted in that buyout moves this from a B-plus ho-hum offseason to an A-. minus. How would you grade the Thunder offseason? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. We're going to do three winners and three losers of the NBA offseason coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. They have an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices and all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite thing about rockauto.com is that I can simply use their easy-to-navigate website, and I can go right now and put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time or effort or money on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. It is the best thing for me. And since I know nothing about cars, not a thing about cars, I feel more comfortable buying from rockauto.com because they don't know that I know nothing. It's a computer screen. So they cannot upcharge me or, you know, kind of prey on my uh, lack of knowledge and upcharge me for these parts. They're going to give me the same 
incredible, reliably low price. With their amazing selection and all the parts your car will need, rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box? Let me tell you about betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for pro and college football action. With their new updated site and interface, even more odds, prop bets, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. So do not forget to use code NFL100 from football, basketball, baseball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games and more. Do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. But online, the fastest and the best way to bet on all of your favorite sports. But online, your online sportbook experts use promo code locked on at betonline.ag. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Want to know why? Because they're winning 60% of their bets, and they're just winning you money. Because Locked On Thunder is free on all platforms, as is Locked On Bets and every other Locked On podcast. So go check it out with your second listen of the morning. Now, NBA offseason wraps up. Winners and losers. Winners, and my biggest winners of the NBA offseason, the Charlotte Hornets. I love what the Hornets are doing. Sure, they signed Kelly Oubre. Could have done without that. But drafting, I'm, I'm sorry for the Thunder legend Kelly Oubre. I shouldn't have done the Kelly Oubre. I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. He's a Thunder legend. Now, I love their draft. They draft James Booknight. They draft Kai Jones. JT Thor, Scotty Lewis. I, I love that addition to that core. I think that that's a heck of an ad. I cannot wait to watch James Booknight filter in with LaMelo Ball and that Hornets group. And I love the project in Kai Jones. I think that he can be a really good center in this league and, and kind of more modern than his game showed at Texas even. I think that the Hornets can be a playoff team, if not an NBA you know, play-in game team, you know, whatever the case is. I think that they're going to get to the playoffs and get to the postseason this year. I really, really like watching them play, and this makes it even better to have James Booknight there and Kai Jones. You all know how much I wished the Thunder drafted Kai, uh, you know, Kai Jones. And also, of course, James Booknight was my top guy for the Thunder at six. But they go with Josh Kitty. He's an interesting prospect as well, uh, but I love what the Hornets did. Now, the Bulls, I would say, are winners, and here's why. The DeRozan thing, the Caruso thing, the Lonzo thing, sure, it's weird. It's clunky. It's weird. It's awkward. It's a playoff team with Billy Donovan and Vucevic. I mean, they're going to make this work somehow. It's a playoff team. And I know that we talk all about championship, 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 championship. But whenever you're in a situation like the Bulls, and when you have the history the Bulls have, the recent history, I should say, you just need to hit a reset button. You just need to get that, get that taste of the postseason again. And legitimize yourself as a competent, well-ran NBA franchise. Because so far, you have not been that in recent years. And it started last year with the new front office, with the hiring of Billy Donovan. That started the legitimizing process. And now you add DeRozan, now you add Crusoe, now you add Lonzo. You should make the playoffs. And that lays the foundation for what to build on. 
This will not be a championship team, and I don't think this is championship core, but it does get you back on track. And for a market like Chicago, here's the difference, right? The market like Chicago, to get them back on track, does a lot of good. It does a lot of good. I'll also say that the Celtics are, are kind of secretly winners. I love Al Horford. Love what he brings to that team. I think he can still play some great basketball, as we saw in Oklahoma City. I like the kind of, you know, shot in the dark and, and bet on yourself than a shooter getting out of this team. I like bringing back Enos Canner. And to me, what will swing this Celtics roster is Josh Richardson. Now, you know, you know me. I watch a ton of Mavericks basketball. I, I mean a ton of Mavericks basketball. I cannot defend what Josh Richardson did last year with the Mavericks. I just can't. He was not good. But last year was also very weird. Very odd. So if you can get a better version of Josh Richardson with Tatum, with Brown, with Dennis, with Al Horford, with Amos Kenner, if you can get that, then this offseason goes to a big win for the Celtics. Now here's my winner that I would put number two on this list behind the Hornets, or maybe number one even. Like it's, it's tough. The Rockets. Man, the Rockets got a lot of your favorite prospects. I mean, they got Jalen Green, who's my number one guy on the board. They got Anthony Shingoon. They got... Usain Garuba, who I'm personally not in love with, but at the value that they got him at, at the, at the pick that they got him at, you have to take him there. And also, Josh Christopher sneaks in there as a good sniper to add to Michael Porter Jr., to add to Christian Wood. Getting to send home you know, John Wall. I like what the Rockets did. Losers. Sixers. And again, I don't know who to blame. Is it, is it Maury? Has it been Simmons? I, I tend to you know, kind of be fluctuating between who to blame. It's a disaster. And we've put Ben Simmons now in a weird spot where we know he cannot play in the postseason, but he's also a great regular season player. You don't know how to value him. And until we see the return, I don't know if Philadelphia got better or worse. I just don't. Another loser, to me the biggest loser in all of this, besides the Ben Simmons saga, the biggest loser from a team because of moves that they've actually made so far. I don't get why you what, why Memphis has done the offseason that they did. I don't get why you trade it for Zaire Williams. I don't get why you uh, trade for Chris Dunn. I don't get why you trade for Steven Adams and lose Valanciunas. I, I don't get it. I like Yves Pons, the, the undrafted. I believe he's on a two-way contract now. Sure, take a flyer on Jarrett Culver. I don't love even trading away Grayson Allen as much as of kind of a meme that he's become. I, I, I don't love that move and that decision. I just don't get it. Like, are they, are they purposely taking a step back this year um, to take a step forward in the future? Maybe it's just a weird hodgepodge of a, of a move to me. I don't love the Pelicans either. And this is my last one. I like Devonte Graham, but that's a big drop off from Lonzo ball. The only thing I like about the Pelicans is that they move Adams and get Valanciunas. Trey Murphy is an interesting, pro, you know, an interesting prospect. I mean, Thomas Sanaransky, fine. Garrett Temple, fine. But nothing about this screams we are significantly better. In fact, it screams at best we're the exact same. And, and that's at best. Most teams do not hit their at best case scenario. So let me know who your winners and losers are from the offseason, your grade for the Thunder offseason, and also what you think of training camp so far for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Until tomorrow, we do this all over again. 
We'll talk about training camp day 33. We'll talk about some Thunder breakout players, some big question marks for the Thunder, and so much more. Until then, subscribe to Locked on Thunder for free on all your platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles for live updates from training camp. And be good, and be good to one another. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.